Need some activities to do this weekend? We've got you covered. This is What's on Tap on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Well, we're going to be hanging out to some pretty good weather for the bulk of the weekend. Not the entire weekend, but enough to get outside and enjoy the city. Sandy, uh, we've got Milwaukee Day tomorrow, 414 Day, yeah. and that dovetails right into a beautiful weekend. We'll have Bucks basketball, one of many attractions uh, in Milwaukee this weekend. Looking forward to it. And uh, speaking of, pro wrestling was in Milwaukee last night with AEW at the UW Panther Arena. Now... Pro Bowling is in Wauwatosa through April 23rd. You yes. can watch the best bowlers in the world this weekend for the guaranteed rate PBA World Series of bowling events. It's been happening during the weekdays uh, and on the weekends. Live televised tournament finals, Saturday, 1.30 p.m., the USA versus the World Championships, also Sunday at 11 a.m. So I need to apologize to Justin because he did a three-hour Bucks playoff preview <laughs> I last know where night, you're going. and you wanted to be at the arena, didn't you, well, for wrestling? I did, and I've never missed AEW when they're in town because one of the um, a guy that I interned here with years ago, I'd rather not say how long, <laughs> he uh, we've stayed in contact through the years, and he has since gone to work for Turner, so every time... AEW is in Milwaukee. He hooks me up with some pretty nice tickets to the event, and I had to tell him last night, sorry, I can't use them tonight. Duty calls. Oh, no. Duty That's calls. That's okay. The PBA Bowling back April 23rd at Bolera, one of the great So, yeah, you can still get in on this, Justin. There you uh, go. Yeah, so this weekend, live televised finals also now through Sunday, April 23rd, nonstop. Pro Bowling at Bolero, Wauwatosa. Love that. So that's here in southeastern Wisconsin. What about in the uh, northeastern part of the state? Music fans, the Green Bay Jazz Festival has begun. You can enjoy music through Sunday at Green Bay's Widener Center for the Performing Arts. Tomorrow night, the late night jam session. And Saturday night, Blood, Sweat, and Tears are the headliner. Look out. I think it'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of horns. That's a, They're great instrumentalists. Now through Sunday at the Widener Center for the Performing Arts in Green Bay, you've also got... Some of our very favorites, the Dairy State Beer and Cheese Festival. <laughs> what is Wisconsin known for? Certainly beer and cheese. Saturday, celebrate these fine products at the Dairy State Beer and Cheese Festival in Kenosha at the legendary Brat Stop, right there off I-94. Tasty cheeses, over 40 breweries are going to be showcased for you to sample. I, this is great. So you can you can get some illegal fireworks. You can do the cheese and beer thing. You can do the skydive Milwaukee thing, right? Just, it's all there right in a row. Just On the corridor. Out. For the record, there are not fireworks at the Dairy State Beer and Cheese Festival. It's not far away from there, though. <laughs> uh, an event for adults 21 and older, and it benefits the Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha. That's Saturday at the Brat Stop in Kenosha. And why not get in on some fabric art Quilts from the Heart Quilt Show, celebrating 30 years of quilting. A patch of Lakeshore Quilters invites you to the Manitowoc Expo Center all weekend long. Impressive displays of quilts. You can do some shopping at the gift boutique, food and refreshments, a quilt raffle, and bring the kids. They've got a kid's corner. You can do a take-home project while supplies last. And so bowling to jazz to Dairy State beer and cheese to quilts. You can't find something that somebody in your circle can enjoy, then you're not doing it right. And a nice touch for the uh, quilt show, Quilts for Veterans, presented Sunday afternoon at 1. So that's Saturday and Sunday at the Manitowoc Expo Center. I'm here to help. I love that. Love all of that. That is What's on Tap, begging for a beer partnership. (laughs) If you're out there listening at home, absolutely. Thank you, Sandy. Great weekend on tap here uh, in the state of Wisconsin. 
Uh, maybe you were sipping margaritas the last time you took a uh, Caribbean vacation or a trip down to Mexico, Florida, mm. or the Keys. Yeah. What's Sounds the longest good. vacation you've ever taken? Uh, just think back. And, and, Sandy, you've spent time in England. You've been all over the world. What's the longest vacation you have ever taken? I wound up in between jobs, uh, just all freelance and part-time work, and there was an event I wanted to go to in London, so I wound up building a four-week vacation to England, Austria, Germany, ending up in Amsterdam back in England. So okay. that, that was like a nice four-week. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, but it was one of those, I think I've always worked so many jobs or just hustled and it's like I've rarely take more than a long weekend or a week somewhere. So it was, really was significant to take four weeks. Okay, so four weeks. So that was while you were working, right? That wasn't like in between jobs or what? Correct. What, it, yeah, I still I had part-time jobs. Okay. Then. Okay. Yeah. So I was able to like clear that off. And by the way, to anyone who's like, must be nice, because you always get those nice folks. <laughs> You're never going to find yourself with two weeks and like $2,000 and nothing to do. Plan ahead, find the bargains, make it happen. You can find affordable vacations. And Justin, you're thinking over there, your longest uh, trip? Yeah, I was trying to debate. Well, I don't know. I think some people could find two weeks and 2000 bucks and nothing, and to, nothing do. to do. I, also thought I am was, not one of those. Well, yeah, I don't think any of us are. I also thought that was headed towards uh, something else. I was in between jobs and three months. It got away from me where I was in Europe. That I thought that's what we were headed towards with your answer. No, no. I... Um, <laughs> probably like 10 days and it was when i was a kid where you would go on vacation with your parents i feel like the longest we went on is we went to canada and like went up through buffalo and i feel like we came back through detroit and touched through everywhere that that was about 10 days that's the longest okay um what felt like the longest i had a bachelor party in new orleans it was three days and it felt like it was like a month (laughs) like a concussion and mono all in one uh, somehow um, okay, so mine is 10 days as well, and that was a European trip. I, I was working a full-time job, 30th birthday, 10 days, Germany, Austria, some train trips in there, Ireland, um, and Amsterdam. And, and, no, it was wonderful. and no regrets, right? None at all. Good. So the reason I bring it up, so I, I brought them in studio a couple of days ago. We have had relatives from Tasmania staying with us for the last three days. And they got on the train at 3 o'clock. They're going down to Chicago. In fact, they've probably arrived in Chicago by now. Uh, my brother works a mile from the train station in downtown Chicago in the loop. They're going to do dinner tonight and hang out with my brother for a couple of days. Their trip started in Dallas. Spent two days in Dallas flying after a 17 hour flight from Australia, or t- they went Tasmania to Sydney, Sydney to, uh, to Dallas. A couple of days in Dallas, seven days in Orlando. They spent the last three and a half days with us. Mm-hmm. They're going to have three days in Chicago. And then spend nine days in Honolulu. Ooh. And that's the trip. So this is a family of five. They have six others who, instead of coming to the Midwest, decided to do New Orleans and Nashville. They're going to end up meeting in Honolulu. So it's my cousin Selena, who I've only seen twice in my life. We connect <laughs> via social media. Her three kids who I've never met, who are about the same age, two of the three, about the same age as our girls. And then her husband, Derek, who I've never met. And it seems like every time our relatives come to the stage from Australia, it is jam-packed as part of this, like, six-week, seven-week adventure. And, and, and they're in school, like, they're working, like, they just, they value these types of experiences, I think, more so than those in America do. Not the people of America, but it's how business works in America, where if I were to take four weeks off, I think I could do that at Good Karma Brands. I don't think I'd get a lot of pushback. I think I could do it. There are some companies where you might be listening to this saying, 
no way I would be allowed to take that much time off at once. But I feel like you're, it, it's almost frowned upon if you don't take that time in other countries around the world. Oh, it, I, my old boyfriend, he uh, had family from Australia, and he would tell me, hey, Johnny Brandle's going to come over and spend six weeks visiting and he wants to stay for a week and i'm like six weeks and they called it walkabout in the 90s i don't know if they still call it walkabout but in australia in that part of the world six weeks and you are expected just oh they're gone they're gone for a month and a half exactly (laughs) and but i mean what a gift and it's just it is part of their culture absolutely but and i like i was just saying i was like boy i've never felt either secure enough in my job or that I wouldn't be judged that I'm not dedicated and I don't love what I do. You want to take two weeks off. You want to take three weeks off. And then it's the double-edged sword of we can't possibly live without you and all that you do. (laughs) Right. It's like, yes, you can. It's what we have technology for. But it's, and I just saw a study that it's about half of American workers don't take their allotted vacation time. So I was going to say, I have had numerous jobs in other sectors and without fail every single time when you you meet with your hr department or even your manager at the end of the year like hey make sure you're using your vacation and you always look around like who is that person that is not using you've seen right. all their like does this exist it it does oh yeah and there is some, over days right there's some of the there's some shaming and you know there's sweeps week in tv news where it's like well you can take sure. off you just can't take off during this time and it seems like this time tends to grow and grow a little bit more mm-hmm. um I, I, I say it because I, I know my relatives truly value their opportunities to travel. And when they do it, man, they really do it. And my Aunt Jan, who is my cousin Selena's mother, is going to be coming in December and staying through Christmas uh, all in the Midwest and mostly with, with our family here in, in the greater Milwaukee area. So uh, it's been great, been unbelievable to connect with family in a way other than social media. But just in, in talking about their trips and travels, They've done this in Europe. They've done this to the States and other excursions. It's not their only time doing it. It's what they do, and they love it. Yeah. And I love them for it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Got a lot of nuggets here on the text line. We'll sprinkle in throughout the rest of the show. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Let's hug your favorite weather person sort of day once again. We're loving this here in the month of April. Ah, Windy, who cares? Who cares about what happens to your golf ball in the air? You're golfing, which is good stuff. <laughs> Brian Nizdansky, TMJ4, Chief Meteorologist. Good stuff here, Brian. We know the bottom's going to drop up, but we've got a nice stretch here until that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to kind of ease into that bottom dropping out. I, I don't think that we're going to go directly 80 to 40 degrees. Um, tomorrow will be a little bit cooler. Saturday, a couple degrees cooler. And then Sunday will be noticeably uh, cooler. But, yeah, soak this up while we have it. Besides the wind and the wildfire danger, this has been fantastic. Loving that. So I, what does it look like? Because it, it, it doesn't seem like when the bottom does drop out, maybe that's not even the best phrase to use, but we are going to be cutting temperatures nearly in half. But it, it seems yeah. it seems somewhat short lived. Do we come back above normal early uh, for next it's week? Short, it's short. It's short lived and tolerable. I mean, honestly, like yeah, we get down to a high of forty four on Monday, which is going to feel very very chilly and a big difference from where we are today. But keep in mind, it's still April. I mean, we still typically get freezing temperatures from time to time through April, even into early May. We're not completely out of the woods with that. So. Uh, again, not uncommon, uh, just a little bit more closer to what we can expect typically. But uh, today's high, uh, Greg, we got up to 83 degrees again in Milwaukee, Oof. breaking the old record by four degrees. That was set back in 
79. That was when we were at 79. In the 19th you remember that one, Greg? Century. Century? No. Right. Yeah. It just occurs to me it's the 19th century. And here we are in the yeah. 21st century. <laughs> kind, of, kind of weird how that one held up. Because honestly, like I, I look at all the adjacent days here. And most of them in April. Like The records are, are 80s. There's even a couple 90s sprinkled in there. So this, this 79 has been holding strong for a while. And we, we crushed it uh, today. So that will no longer be in our record book. So it's a long-range forecast. What is April 27? Seventh look like is that too far in advance <laughs> a little too far in advance okay. to be specific what your um, however yeah honestly it looks like though we even as even like a week from now we're working our way out of that cool 44 degrees i mean i could see 70s again a week from now and it looks uh, overall i would say the trend looks above average so the, odds are in your favor the reason i bring it up is uh, i'll be teaming up with uh, brian goddard and other friends of the mac fund for a uh, hundred holes of golf at the bog Oh wow! And, and, and last year we <laughs> last year we did this, and I, my core body temperature it, it didn't recover for like forty eight hours. It was just awful. <laughs> the marrow. Like, I remember. Bones. Oh, it was like I remember it was awful. And sleet and rain, and it was just just terrible. Twelve hours of golf, and it was like, oh my gosh, it's awful. I hope everybody gave Goddard some grief with that. One. Uh, we did. Yes. Well, we always look for okay, reasons good. to do that. But uh, <laughs> yes, the long that's not an easy, not a hard thing to do. <laughs> it, it looks much more palatable for uh, for this year, April twenty seventh. It, it it does, and thanks for doing that event. I, I have a couple friends. Look out for a these are these are some of my Raytown boys, my Racine boys, and Nick Rupp now. Uh, Nick Rupp now. Look out for him. And then there's another guy. He actually owns the bog. Mike Hammis, a good oh, friend sure. of mine as well. So uh, look out for those guys. They'll be out there hitting away. But I, I remember those guys complaining about last year. I think, <laughs> honestly, uh, I would bet that you're going to be much better. Uh, it doesn't get much worse than what you had last year. So a tea time tomorrow, and then uh, walk us through the rest of the weather once we get past gorgeous golf weather tomorrow yeah yeah tomorrow i mean might end up being like all things considered you you, you look at a little bit less wind um if you're a little ways away from lake michigan maybe the best day of this week i think we're still well into the 70s close to 80 degrees inland now if you are close to lake michigan it will be cooler tomorrow mostly sunny skies uh now as we head into saturday partly to mostly cloudy like a 10 percent chance of a shower during the day saturday that chance goes way up by saturday evening saturday night so rain like Saturday night, a high temperature of 70 on Saturday, 78 degrees inland. Sunday, cloudy, windy, and rainy. Not a good day. A high of 60. And then Monday, scattered rain, sleet, and snow showers and a high of 44 degrees. That won't feel good, but again, we work our way upwards the rest of the week. We like the trajectory. Appreciate it, Brian. We'll talk again tomorrow. All right. See you guys. Later. Name covers the Milwaukee Bucks for the Athletic. He will be on the road when the Bucks reach game number three of the postseason. Where will he be going? Miami, Chicago, maybe. Eric joins us here on the Talk and Text Line. Greetings, Eric. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. Me, Sandy, Justin Garcia. We're all trying to figure out where the Bucks will be traveling to in a little over a week's time. If you had to hand pick, will it be Chicago or Miami? Well, you know, it's nice and warm in Miami. Um, that That's always uh, a big win in my book. Uh, but very convenient to travel to Chicago. You know, you can just hop on the train, be down there a little bit. Chicago's a lovely city as well. Uh, truly, I, I was talking with some friends last night. Of the four places, if you asked me to pick which one I wanted to be in, uh, Chicago and Miami would have been the top two locations. So, truly, I, I've gotten exactly what I want here. And, as you know, media starts with me, and it is all about 
coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks. Erica, I, I preface with, look, ultimately it should not be a problem when you're the one and two seed, but you know it is interesting with this play-in tournament how it's set up that the two seed has somewhat of an advantage knowing who their opponent is going to be early in the week, and if you're the one seed, you got to wait all the way until two days before game one. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, no one's going to make excuses as the one seed, right? Like we were talking to Brooke Lopez today, and he was asked about, well, how are you guys going to deal with the fact that, you know, you're probably going to be a little bit rusty. Some of the starters, you know, missed the last couple games. So by the time you get to an actual game on Sunday, it'll, it'll be 10 plus days since you've played. And Brooke was like, yeah, clearly that's an advantage they have, but like that doesn't stop what we're going to do. Or, you know, we're not going to use that as an excuse to, to say that, you know, whatever that, that's how they won a game against us or whatever. The, the Bucks know that they have to be ready. But, yeah, it is an interesting spot that they don't get to find out who they play until Friday night. they got to be ready for a game Sunday in the afternoon. It's not quite as bad as I thought it might be with, like, a 2 o'clock start. But still, you know, an afternoon start on Sunday, that pretty much means, you know, you find out on Friday night, go to sleep, wake up on Saturday, get to practice in – you know, be ready to go with the scouting report. And sure, you can get clips sent to you before that, and you can do some studying before you go to sleep on Friday night. But essentially, the Bucks are going to have one day to prepare for this team. And uh, the Bucks, how they do their scouting reports, they have those things going all year long. They keep updating them uh, for all the meetings with those teams throughout the season. So it, it's not like they have catch-up work to, to do or anything. Like, those, those things are ready to go. But for getting the players ready, that is a little bit harder. And the Bucks will just have that one day on Saturday to do it. Eric, describe for us what it's going to be like Sunday afternoon when you walk into Pfizer Forum. Game one of the postseason, i got to think there's going to be a different electricity in that building. It's definitely different. And honestly, um, I, I don't know if the weather report we just got took us through the end of the week, but I, I think the weather's still to be okay um i feel like a lot of people can have a nice little sunday sunday you know maybe get some brunch get a couple drinks and then you know walk into that game at 4 30 in the afternoon and have a great time like i, I i'm really excited to see that I, you know talking to some bucks fans the last couple of days like uh, a lot of them have been thinking oh yeah you know that that's something that we'll worry about in the playoffs or whatever it, it, it's funny to talk to fans now because they're kind of seasoned veterans right like they've been through uh, a postseason run, a championship run. They've seen one. So now it's it's them kind of ramping up and knowing, like, oh, yeah, I remember this stress. This isn't a stress that I felt during the regular season, but now that the playoffs are here, that stress is back. And uh, I just think it's going to be an electric environment on, on Sunday and it should end up being a lot of fun. Health-wise, Eric, are they looking okay? I know they're on the floor a little bit this afternoon. Yeah, this is, um, man, it's probably the cleanest their injury report has looked. Again, the Bucks don't have to file one right now. They don't have to say, you know, who's injured and, you know, they don't have to make designations of probable, questionable, available, whatever. But, you know, at the at the start of the week, there was, you know, questions about Giannis and was he going to be okay and Chris Middleton and Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton and, you know, Brooke and Drew both sat out those last couple games. And, you know, you kind of went down the line of a number of guys, not quite 100%, but today talking with Mike Budenholzer, um, everyone outside of A.J. Green uh, who messed up his foot and is not eligible for postseason play because he's a two-way player. Um, but everyone, those 15 guys, like they are all 
available. They all practiced. And talking with Brooke Lopez and Grayson Allen a little bit today, that's the most intense scrimmaging they have done today in practice and Tuesday on practice, um, really since the All-Star break. The Bucks at, to end every season with a veteran-laden team, tend to, to go pretty easy in practice, just make sure you get everyone on the same page and do that, um, and then set yourself up for success for each regular season game. Uh, they don't really go at it much. And, and Brooke Lopez said the intensity was very high today, high since been in months, and, and, and they really got after it at practice today, and that was with a, a very healthy and complete roster for the first time in a long time. Well, the second season begins for the Bucks on Sunday afternoon, a 4.30 tip on WTMJ. Our coverage gets underway at 3. Read Eric's work in The Athletic. Appreciate it, Eric. We'll see you on Sunday. Can't wait. Thanks for having me.